cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is vengeance. He is the knight. I'm M, and that's Autumn. I apologize for my radiator being on. It's negative four degrees outside. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Nobody should care. Radiators are fine. They add character. Um, it is christmas eve eve and we're here to talk about some goddamn batman do you have anything other than the episodes or should we just do the episodes uh i've been watching a five-hour movie today and batman's not in it so no i have nothing okay. what movie <laughs> uh until the end of the world it's a oh, vim vendors 1991 film why is that motherfucker um, gotta make every movie so long i don't fucking know but it's pretty good all right it's pretty good it's I don't know that it needs to be five hours, but is that the um, sight and sound one hundred, or am I just never going to watch it? Uh, it is not for the sight and sound one hundred. Okay, well then I'm. Um, watch I was it. looking. There's no Vim vendors movies on the sight and sound one hundred. Yeah, it's weird. Wings of Desire. I thought it made it like in the past couple decades, but not this time. Um, I'm I I think the only Vim vendors movie I've seen is that documentary Pina 3D. Paris, Texas. You've seen that one. I've seen Paris. Yes, I said this when we were watching Paris, Texas. Yes, I have two under my belt. Now. <laughs> uh, anyway, our episode this week is Shadow of the Bat, which is a two-parter that aired in September, mid-September of 1993. Uh, this was uh, written by Breen Stevens. This is directed by Frank Parr. This is animated by Donging Animation Co. Limited. Autumn, I'm not going to limit you to five sentences. Tell me what happens in this episode. <sighs> Listeners, I'm just going to tell you real quick. I got like seven different phone calls for different annoying things while I was trying to watch the episodes. So I'm going to do my best. Okay. Um, Commissioner Gordon is frame. I'm going to start over there. Commissioner Gordon and Gil Mason uh, <laughs> bust Rupert Thorne. Um, and this is like Mason's. Fourth big bust in as many months, and he's got Batman's suspicions up. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Uh. Gil Mason comes to Commissioner Gordon's house and presents a warrant for his arrest because he says that uh, Gordon has been taking bribes from Rupert Thorne for years. Um. Barbara Gordon is also there, and is um going to try to enlist the help of batman who is um not even batman wants to help gordon but what uh what barbara wants is for batman to make an appearance at a rally in support of gordon and batman is like i'm too fucking busy to be making like political stump speech appearances basically (laughs) yes um and so she dons the bat outfit and swings across a roof to like con- c- 
convey to the people of Gotham um, that Batman supports Commissioner Gordon. Batman goes undercover um, in Rupert Thorne's operation to see uh, what he can find about, like, all this. (laughs) Um, Robin follows up... God, this is so fucking complicated. (laughs) Um, The rally to support Gordon gets shot up by gangsters... And Robin, in investigating, realizes that Gil Mason ducked before the guns came out, so he must have known that those guys were going to start shooting. And Robin starts to suspect that Gil Mason is in on it. Um, Batgirl also begins to suspect that Gil Mason is in on it because she goes and sees him, and he's hanging out with some gangster types and also, like, grabbing her butt. Basically. Um, Batman also realizes in disguise that it's Gil Mason, but he's in disguise and doesn't want to break his disguise, and so he's just kind of stuck. <laughs> kind of the 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 Batman plot of this is where I really lost track. But the important part is that Batgirl, Robin, and Batman get together. Batman gets his costume back, uh, and they save the day. <laughs> There's a lot of plot in the first episode of the two-parter, and there's a lot of action in the second episode, basically. Um, Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was incoherent. I hope you watched the episode. That was completely (laughs) incoherent. I did my best. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Gil Mason is... They just had to reinvent Harvey Dent. They didn't know what to fucking do. They just made a new Harvey Dent. And I then forgot the, to mention and then the villain of this episode is fucking Two Face, who just <laughs> sent Gordon a fake Harvey Dent in the mail, and he's like, "Oh, I love this guy. He's perfect." <laughs> it's almost brilliant how much like if this if this was about Harvey Dent realizing they need a guy like me, they won't let me do it anymore because I'm evil or whatever. Who cares? I have no morality. But if we just sent a stuffed shirt to be a super cop, they'll love him, and it works. <laughs> The, the, um, the episodes, these two episodes are about 45 seconds about that. <laughs> Gordon says to uh, Mason, I like Two-Face better. At least I can see his evil half or whatever. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. They were all friends. They were all friends. It's super weird to not talk about the part where Two-Face was like really close to both of them. Mm hmm. Um. I feel like this is so key to what Two-Face's character is and why he's, like, interesting. And this this show just doesn't know what to do with Two-Face. Like, he hasn't been in a movie yet. They have no guidebook on Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just ends up feeling like, what if Rupert Thorne had a goofy gimmick, right? Like, he's just one of those kind of guys. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and he's also, like... <clears throat> the, his initial connection to this whole thing is so... Batman says, I should have known it was a Two-Face plan... Uh, because it has two parts, which is so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I don't understand why. Because he gets, he gets Gordon into prison, and then he busts Gordon out of prison to make it look even more like um, Thorne was the one um, who put him there. Yeah. Or, like, to make it look more like Thorne 
uh, was protecting him. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Batman every time there's a plan with two parts is like, damn, is this Two Face? Got to check. Got to think about it. Um, multiple <laughs> plans have Two-Face? multiple parts. <laughs> is this Two Face because it's two parts? Is it the Riddler because I have to solve multiple like puzzles? Batman looking it- at the fucking Yeti shirts every day, going, "Is this Two Face? Did he do this?" <laughs> Um, there's also my favorite bit in this whole episode is just how much Bullock is just like, is just being Bullock throughout the whole thing. And yes. like none of nothing that Bullock gets up to matters in any way, shape or no, form. But he's great. So he's he's great in these episodes. Around. Yeah, he's great. I love him. They, this show needs to lean into Bullock. He's great. The, my favorite bit, um, was like Gordon is talking about how um, how bad the prison food is, and Bullock is like, "Yeah, it seems bad." As he's like gobbling on a piece of pizza. Yes. <laughs> um, the important thing here, we got to talk about Barbara Gordon. What the yeah. hell is up with this? What version the hell of is Pro- happening with this? So she's she's a, she's a college student, right? Uh huh. We know that she's she's like we we remember from Art of Steel. She's like able to solve like you know she she does some young detective shit. She'll be like investigating on her own like a Scooby Doo character. No one around. She'll just do it. That's her mm-hmm. scrappy. Um, she's also apparently like an incredible gymnast. Um, on the level of Dick Grayson, world famous circus performer. <laughs> um, and we know that she's a great gymnast because. Our introduction to her in this episode is her and a leotard um, just doing the balancing beam for her dad. Weird energy that they do with in every scene the, with her and Gordon. The entire conversation of that scene is about Gordon trying to hook her up with Gil Mason. Also. Yeah. But like, he really wants go- <laughs> to wife up his daughter. Like, <laughs> he really wants to wife up uh, Barbara with Mason. Yeah. But then later... When uh, Mason reveals his evil plan, he's like, but don't worry, Gordon, I'm going to fuck the shit out of your daughter. Yeah, <laughs> there's like Gordon some looks real horrified. weird, like Gordon's transference of like, s- like sexual ownership over Barbara in the vibes of this episode. It's like just yeah. fucking gross. I'm like, I know you're yeah. never doing anything with this. Uh, it's weird watching this episode. There's like some bitch with Gordon, like in peril at the end. And I'm like, we're not that far away from redesigned Gordon, who just is like a different guy at that point. Mm-hmm. Cause they make him really thin. Like he was like sick or something. And like, you know, uh, Gordon yeah. had like a lung cancer scare and he's better now, but he's not the same. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but this one's just, the vibes are so fucking off. And that's like, that's, it's not Dick Grayson being like, Oh, a girl, I can't believe she does all these things that I can do. Um, that's boring and obvious. Um, it's this part. That's all about like, I need to set my little girl up with the coolest guy I know. Um, and Batman's not available, so it's going to be Gil Mason. <laughs> the, the weird rancid vibes on Dick flirting with Barbara just suck here. Because <laughs> I, I we, don't we're, mind we're both, this yeah, shit we're usually. Both, uh, we're both uh, Dick and Barbara. Like, you know, we're both into it normally. Yeah. But, but this has like, Dick sweeps her legs and like, he could just stand up and be like, what are you doing here? But instead just like throws himself on top of her to like grab her boob and look like he fell on her. I don't know what's happening yeah, in that I moment. Don't, don't he just like gets on either. top of her for no reason. <laughs> also, they're like basically the same age in the set. Like he's young. Uh-huh. Like she, it, 
the implication to me has always been she's like about to leave college and he's like just getting into college. So there's maybe like three years difference between them. They're basically the yeah. same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really weird the ways in which she is depicted as like an adult who is about to tra- transition to a different part of her life. And in this episode, Dick Grayson might as well be 10 years old. He's just like yeah. the most obnoxious boy who's afraid of girls here. This is the most they've ever needed um, Tim Drake in the yes. show to just take over. Yes. Um, Because you could just get rid of the bad vibes with that one little change. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, It's especially weird when like if this, if this was like if they had the same age gap and like this is the thing that like Robin and Batgirl year one do. If Dick was like. 14 and Barbara was like 17 it it would it would just make sense i wouldn't have any problem with it but they're they're adults they're they're fucking adults both of them right right <laughs> there's no reason for either of them to act like this basically yeah <laughs> uh, this show desperately wants a kid uh is the thing it's like oh like we got these two interacting and they can be scrappy or whatever and like fight with each other but they, they fight like children they're not children they're college students and like kind of yeah. self-serious ones in other situations yeah, I don't I don't get this at all because th- this is also like an episode with like Dick hanging out in the back cave and solving the mystery by himself and like, you know, quipping with uh, Alfred, like just doing like normal Batman and Robin stuff. Yes. You know, and like it's it's honestly the most I've liked Dick in the show because he's just like normal Robin, just like no weird stiltedness about him. He's just going to solve the crime. And <laughs> then like in the next scene. It just gets gross. He, they, Batman and Robin get the jump on, um, so Barbara saves Gordon, or Barbara saves Jim, <laughs> I yes. should say, um, but, like, doesn't know how to get out because the gangsters are all firing, or firing on her. Um, uh, Batman and Robin get the drop on her, and then go, instead of helping Batman beat up all the goons, Dick is like, hey, Barbara, you're kind of hot. <laughs> And it's just like, why are we having this conversation right now? This sucks. Yeah. Um, just a lot of weird vibes. Um, also, uh, they immediately go for Barbara is uh, blushing at Bruce Wayne's bare chest uh, in this episode. <laughs> just immediately into it. Because uh, Batman starts to take off his shirt and then midway through gets bashful. This like, is like, do you mind when you turn around? I need to change. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just staring at your chest. It's enormous. It's like four times the size of me. Yeah. The, it's just the show's too horny for its own good. Yes. <laughs> it is simply too horny. I just horny. don't trust these guys um, no. to do a show about a, a young girl being introduced to the cast. <laughs> And partially, it's it's just like seeing where the show's been. But this episode's not like it's very uneven. They do like it's full of like a bunch of just like normal, like mid-century comic booky like chauvinism. Right. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you must be Batgirl. There's there's not even like the 90s girl power quip about like, why not Batwoman uh, sort of thing, which like Batman and Robin does. Right. Like there's a bunch of jokes about like, why is she Batgirl and that? Um, Mm hmm. And it doesn't even do that. It's just like that. You must be Batgirl. Um, and not, she's going to go back to tang up the tights as soon as she solves this puzzle and is uh, just standing there like a civilian and all this shit. Just like normal. Like, I can't believe a girl could do this stuff here. Have some batarangs. We're going to make you escape first because you don't know what you're doing sort of stuff. Right. Um, and I just don't 
I just think it like if you want to set this character up, you, they give her like a full theme. This is a two part introducing her to the cast. I feel like they do a really shitty job of making her like someone who is cool. Uh, the, the other episode where she was a side character did much better. Yeah, the show just the show just constantly is having the problem, I think, of like it's too much like and this is the era, um, but like it's just too much like anthology it's just too much like this is not going to connect up to anything and mm-hmm. so like the cast just feels so underbaked so, so that then introducing like spunky young girl into the cast it's just like what are we doing this yeah. is gonna go bad you know like they just haven't earned a lot of like trust for me in some ways yes yeah um um especially where since like barbara gordon might be one of the biggest gulfs between like popular culture awareness and importance actually in the DC universe of any character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like people know that Batgirl exists since Barbara Gordon, but like she's, she was like a cornerstone character for like 20 years. And it was mostly not as Batgirl. Uh, it's just really yeah. weird. Knowing all that baggage will never get addressed in this show, right? Like there's no, or right. We're never getting, no, <laughs> no, not even in Batman beyond. She's yeah. not that at all. Um, which I don't know, maybe is the right choice. It's, but God, yeah, I mean, like this predates this predates uh, Oracle. I'm pretty sure at this point, Barbara Gordon's just paralyzed now. Yeah, because 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 Killing Joke is 89. Yeah. So I don't know when um, I don't know when Oracle was introduced, but certainly after this. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? No, it was really I didn't realize it was so soon. The first appearance of Oracle is Suicide Squad. It's the same character. Yeah. Is, is, is ni- in 1990. Suicide really? Squad 38. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, is that still Ostrander? I'm going to see here. Yeah. That's Ostrander. Okay. <clears throat> cool. I keep, I keep meaning to read those, uh, like Ostrander Suicide Squad. Yeah. Books. I've not read any of them. I, um, basically come into like the Oracle stuff with like, so with, um, Birds of Prey. Right. Makes sense. <clears throat> Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I enjoyed most of the, like, pulpy adventure stuff. I think the idea of, like, Gordon gets framed, um, you know, Barbara gets involved, and that's how she introduced, like, the concept is fine. It's just the tone of this episode is just way out of whack for me. Yeah, and- there's, there's a couple things I like about this. There's the introduction of Janet Van Dorn, who's the actual district attorney. She's the one who replaced Harvey Dent, right? And okay. she's... Because she's like, she's Gil's boss and she's, she's the one who's like, I want to believe him in Gordon, but the evidence is like really compelling. You don't understand. Like it's really pointing to your dad doing some shit when Barbara goes mm-hmm. to her. Um, I don't think this character's in a lot of the show. I really like the idea of someone who's not bought into the superhero bullshit. Not in like a, not in like a Bullock way, but it's just like a person who's very competent in her job. Um, and he's like a good guy, but not in the way where she's going to join the fucking Gordon Bruce boys club. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't really see a ton of that. Um, <laughs> the right. the rally for Jim Gordon is specifically after Gil gets the evidence and arrests him. And like the public uh-huh. face of it is that he's the one who found the evidence and he brought it. And he's really sad, sorry that he has to arrest your dad, Barbara. Um, right. He wants to lend. He organizes the rally and it's specifically to pressure the judge to allow Jim Gordon bail. He's like in prison because they think he's a flight risk because they manufactured like tickets to like South America or something. Um, 
and they and so they won't let him leave prison. <laughs> so it's like a bail rally, not even for like the money, just for like to get him bail, um, which is very <laughs> ridiculous to me. The idea that like a famous politician in the city would not immediately be given bail is unfathomable. This is one of those yeah. the writers don't actually know how things work. Things that crops up. Every yeah. <laughs> If if they had to arrest a police commissioner, they couldn't keep him in a normal prison. They'd have to, like, put him somewhere special, like, just for safety, even without, like, the thorns of the world. Like, real life, you can't put a cop into a jail. <laughs> They'll get murdered. Right. Well, like, when they bust him out, it's like two guys walk up to the window, which just looks <laughs> yes, outside. It's like an old-timey no... western jail. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the basement of the Twin Peaks Sheriff Department. Yes. Like... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's the commissioner of Gotham City. Yeah. You think they have a better jail than this? No wonder they have such a crime problem. No wonder the Joker gets out once a week. They have they have like a penitentiary Alcatraz Island right off the city, but the jail is just like a fucking basement. <laughs> Stupid. Um I uh, I do think it's funny that Barbara just gets a Batman costume. I'm surprised we haven't seen this show up more. Like, you can just get Batman costumes. It's Batman. Everyone knows who Batman is. Yeah. Um, I was expecting her to show up with her redesign that she gets later. I totally forgot that, like, for her first couple appearances, it's just the, um, it's just, like, this weird kind of Batman costume. Yeah. It's, like, it's like really, like, 50s Bat- Batgirl and Batman-inspired. Um, totally totally yeah, yeah um yeah uh i wish this was better because i really like barbara gordon i'm like i need to re-read batgirl year one i remember really liking that um it's weird because she's a character who outside of like now that they put her back in the suit or whatever there isn't a lot of stories about batgirl as as barbara gordon as batgirl that just didn't exist there's like you know there's a bunch of like she's part of that family in the like silver mm-hmm. age stuff um Honestly, though, not that much because it was a boys comic and no one actually cared about the girl character. And the reason they shot her like, you know, the, the family is she was seen as a disposable character. Right. Right. Um, And it's so weird to see her be put in as like the third pillar, supposedly, of the show. And I know that does happen because, like, you know, eventually Dick's going to bounce soon. And Barbara's the number two. Uh mm-hmm. And the, just this this episode does not does not set up a character who could be that number two. Um, no. Um, and yeah, I just like all the Batgirl comics I've ever read. I'm like, I wish this was there was just something more here. I like a lot of the, like I've read all the new 52 stuff and like the Gail Simone stuff is really good, but I don't like the art and the um, Babs Tar stuff is really good, except then she can't she like has to get a bunch of fill in issues done by other people. And every time yeah. there's a change in an art style, I just hate it. Yeah. And then like, yeah, most of the other stuff that exists of Barbara Gordon is like team books, which is like fine. But yeah. I mean, when I, I, when I, I think of Batgirl, like I, I think of Cassandra Kane and I think of uh, Stephanie Brown way before I think of Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. And that's just like the era of DC I grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. And cut my teeth on. Uh, and I like those characters a lot. Um, and I think Batgirl is like a cool character. It's just really weird seeing this, especially just knowing that it all goes in a very sideways direction that nobody likes other than the people who like it way too much. Um, so we'll get there i don't know it's fine it's fine yeah um all right uh next week we will be doing blind as a bat 
which I don't fucking know anything about this episode. Do not remember it at all. Um, and the demon's quest. Oh no, we can't do that. Cause it's a two part. Wait, we yeah, that's two parter. Um, then we will be doing, uh, his Silicon soul, which is an episode I fucking love. Um, um, which I'm looking at. That's which the one, one about the hard act Bruce Wayne coming back. That was decanted oh. right before hard act blew up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> I like, I okay. remember liking the episode a lot. Maybe it doesn't hold up. But man, I remember thinking it was really good. Uh, after that, we'll um, be doing demons quest. Cause that's two parter, which I'm gosh, we're almost to the end of a uh, season one here. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Demon's Quest, People that's who a fucking show. That's a, to some episodes of Batman. Everything good and everything bad about this show in a certain way is in those two episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so weird because season one is 65 episodes and then yes. the next two are like 20 each, right? Yeah. 20 yeah. and 24, it looks like. Yep. <clears throat> weird. Yeah, I mean, that's how, you know, once they get the order, they make as much as they can afford before the studios can say, no, uh, you don't get any more, right? This is very <laughs> common, especially Cartoon's era, that season one is like 80 episodes, and then if they ever get more, it's like 10, and then they shut it all down. Yeah, We'll have to figure out, because um, season one runs from 92 to 93. Mm-hmm. Season two runs May 94 to September 95, so like, <clears throat> they take a little bit of a break. And then season three is 97 to 99. So like. Oh, yeah. Like we, we, we will move on to Superman probably by then. Yeah. Um, so we will be rocketing into Superman next year. I'm really excited for it. Me the fuck too. Yeah. Um, Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. I post sometimes on coast at EM dash being. I'm trying to do more, but you know, it's been a time lately. Uh, you can find all my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. Please check out repertory screenings. That's the one I keep stumping for. Um, we cover movies every two weeks. We recently watched. What the fuck do streets of fire? And we're about <laughs> streets to do of fire. Uh, with nail and I, um, and I'm just in movie mode. I watched three movies today. God damn it. Nice. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch another one as soon as we're done here. I'm going to have a burger and I'm going to watch Glass Onion. So nice. Is that is that just out in theaters or is that that hit Netflix today? It was in theaters last month. Cool. Oh, that reminds me. I need to watch that new Pinocchio. Yes, I also would like to do that, but I think we're going to watch Glass Onion tonight. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can go to cohost.org slash autumnal, and my pinned post there is a big roundup of all things export audio each week. And so, you know, that's where you'll find the link to this show and the free feed, a link to stairwells, all our other podcasts, um, you know, coffee and comic books. People should check out coffee and comic books. Um Rick is the best co-host in the world. We've got an episode coming out next Thursday or Friday um, that we recorded last night uh, that I just think is great. And it's going to be a $5 patron episode, but people really need to listen to it because I just think that like Rick just brings a depth of knowledge about comics to that show that uh, I really appreciate every time we do it. So that is, uh, yes, that's my big plug. ExportAudd.io slash coffee or slash comics or just go to the patreon if you give us five five bucks a month you'll get a bonus episode each month that so. up uh that podcast is very good uh rick's a perfect co-host uh you snatched up a real winner because <laughs> uh, i've been saying for years rick needs a podcast because uh he knows more about comics than i ever will uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, um yeah, I guess that's it. We'll be back next week with the two that we said, which were what? Uh, 
Blind Silic- as a bat. Silicon Soul and yes. Blind as a Bat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so look forward to that. Until next time, Batman. Batman. Batman.